God has the priests wear special garments. Mm-hmm. But Dad, you and I don't wear special garments. No. Now, I think I'd look pretty fantastic in a Pope robe. <laughs> Actually, a Pope hat on me. I could rock the Pope hat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but God asks for special garments in today's text, as we're going to see. But you and I don't wear any of those robes today. What is up with that? Hmm. We're gonna see. In yeah, let's take a look states. at what those. Yeah, what what that was. Uh, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. You want to pick it up in yep. verse one then of chapter eight? That's right. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Bring Aaron and his sons along with their sacred garments, the anointing oil, the bull for the sin offering, the two rams, and the basket of bread made without yeast, and call the entire community of Israel together at the entrance of the tabernacle." So now, we, Dad, we already got into a little bit of the special garments earlier mm-hmm. on, but God, yep. but God is is pretty. Uh, Pretty clear here. Hey, make sure they bring special garments. Yeah. Now, why don't we wear these garments? Well, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, in the New Testament, we're, all people that belong to God are declared as being priests. So he has made us all kings and priests, says in Revelation. So all of us who belong to him, we, we don't believe at the bridge. And again, I know that in Roman Catholicism and in Eastern Orthodoxy, they refer to their ministers as priests. We believe that we believe in what we call the priesthood of the believer, that all believers have direct access to God through Jesus. There's one God, one mediator, and that mediator is Jesus Christ. So people don't go through us to get to God. No, we we are to teach God's word. We're here to do a lot of the work of the ministry, to maintain the organization that it gives people access to serving opportunities and to learning the scriptures in a greater way. But we don't, we are not, you don't come to us to offer confession for your sins because you go directly to God for confession of sins. And so in that sense, there's no necessity to wear the garb that symbolizes the priesthood. And in fact, the the symbolism here was very distinct in that these priests represented God to the rest of the people, whereas we're part of the people that go directly to God and I'm not crazy about anything that creates a separation between us as pastors and lay people. So that's why we don't even wear collars or robes or anything when we speak. Okay. So Moses followed the Lord's instructions and the whole community assembled at the tabernacle's entrance. Moses announced to them, this is what the Lord commanded us to do. Then he presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the official tunic on Aaron and tied the sash around his waist. He Dressed him in the robe, placed the ephod on his on him, and attached the ephod securely with its decorative stash. Then Moses placed the chest piece on Aaron and put the urim and the thummim. Thummim? Am I saying that right? Inside <laughs> it. Uh, he placed the turban on Aaron's head and attached the gold medallion. Uh, see, I think we should get some gold medallion at the bridge. <laughs> the badge of holiness sounds awesome. And to the front of the turban, just as the Lord had commanded him. Yeah. I mean, and there's all these pieces that we could spend the time going through each of them and what it was actually signifying, but it yeah. meant something. It wasn't empty. Yeah, no, not at all. To the people who saw them, and there was a bit of awe as well when they would take a look at the high priest who was representing them now to God yeah. and was representing God to them. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's a, a cool thing here. It is, yeah. But this was something that was fulfilled in Jesus. Right. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it, making them holy. He sprinkled the oil on the altar seven times, anointing it and its utensils, as well as the wash basins and its stand, making them holy. Then he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, anointing him and making him holy for his work. 
Next, Moses presented Aaron's sons. He clothed them in their tunics, tied their sashes around them, and put their special head coverings on them, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses presented the bull for the sin offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the bull's head, and Moses slaughtered it. Moses took some of the blood. With his finger, he put it on the four horns of the altar to purify it. He poured out the rest of the blood on the base of the altar. Through this process, he made the altar holy by purifying it. Then Moses took all the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver and two kidneys and the fat around them, and he burned it on the altar. He took the rest of the bull, including its hide, meat, dung, and burned it on the fire outside the camp, just as the Lord had commanded him. Now take it here. Sure. Then Moses presented the ram for the burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head. Now, a lot of this has been more the same of what, what it's not really because all of this had a little bit different niche in what they were accomplishing and what these sacrifices were for. But this is the one that I find interesting in verse 18, where it says, for the ram offering, that they laid their hands on the ram's head, that this was a signifying of the sins being placed upon this ram, that this was the ram being slaughtered for us. So, And Moses slaughtered it, then Moses took the ram's blood and splattered it against all the sides of the altar. Then he cut the ram into pieces, and he burnt the head, some of it in pieces, and the fat on the altar. After washing the internal organs and the legs with water, Moses burned the entire ram on the altar as a burnt offering. This is a lot. This is hard work. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, despite the unpleasant nature of putting, you know, slaughtering these animals, but then it's just a lot of hard Feeding work. Feeding the fire, getting rid of the do. ash, and yeah. Uh, but it says then he burnt the ram on the altar, the burnt offering, and it was a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses presented the other ram, which. I uh, was the ram of ordination. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head, and Moses slaughtered it. Then Moses took some of its blood and applied it to the robe of Aaron's right ear and the thumb of his right hand and the big toe of his right foot. Hmm. So these are just uh, the extremities of yeah. his limbs, which it says this is the the sacrifice of ordination, saying that that he is ordained to do this work on behalf of the people. Next, Moses presented Aaron's sons and applied some of the blood to the lobes of their right ears and the thumbs of their right hands and the big toes of their right feet. He then splattered the rest of the blood against all the sides of the altar. Next, Moses took the fat, including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys and the fat around them, along with the right thigh. On top of these, he placed a thin cake of bread made without yeast, a cake of bread mixed with olive oil, and a wafer spreading olive oil. All these were taken from the basket of bread made without yeast that was placed in the Lord's presence. So, uh, again, that was the unleavened bread that they had prepared for this. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons, and he lifted these gifts as a special offering to the Lord. Moses then took all the offerings back from them and burned them on the altar on top of the burnt offering. This was the ordination offering. It was in a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. Then Moses took the breast and lifted it up as a special offering to the Lord. This was Moses' portion of the ram of ordination, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar, and he sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments and on his sons and their garments. In this way, he made Aaron and his sons and their garments holy. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the remaining meat of the offerings of, at the tabernacle entrance and eat it there along with the bread that is in the basket of the offerings for the ordination, just as I commanded when I said, Aaron and his sons will eat it. Any meat or bread that is left over must then be burned up. You must not leave the tabernacle entrance for seven days, for that is when the ordination ceremony will be completed. 
Everything we have done today was commanded by the Lord in order to purify you, making you right with him. Now stay at the entrance of the tabernacle day and night for seven days and do everything the Lord requires. If you fail to do this, you will die, for this is what the Lord has commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything that the Lord had commanded through Moses. They must have eaten a lot of meat. Yeah. Because yeah. they're eating a lot of meat throughout all of Leviticus. Right. Wouldn't, uh, I don't yeah. know if I'd mind that job. Well, yeah, you're talking about the Levites there. Good yeah. amount of protein there. Right. <laughs> all carnivore, right. the carnivore diet. That's right. Well, we're going to be over in Psalm 59 and 60 today. So if you want to you know, turn over to that passage, a lot of good stuff here in these two Psalms as David again is crying out for help. But in the middle of this, actually crying out to God, asking for help, he says in verse 9, You are my strength. I will wait for you to rescue me. For you, O God, are my place of safety. So waiting for him. What You may be going through a difficult season right now, and it could be health-related or relational. It could be financial. And you're, you know, you're looking for some kind of a rescue. And do what David says here. I'm just going to wait on God. Now, waiting doesn't mean just sitting, because we call a, a waiter a person who serves. So as you're waiting on God, you are also waiting on God. That is, you are serving him. And you're looking to him to be the one to take care of whatever this desperate situation is that you're going through right now. He cares about it. He cares about it, and he wants to walk with you through this time. That's right. So good. All right. Well, it's February now. Yeah. And I don't mean to be a pessimist, but I'm going to be a pessimist for a second. (laughs) It's not my favorite month. This is my least favorite month of the year. I always tell, I always try to like get out of town in February, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you come um, back and you know you got spring coming. Oh uh, yeah, well, and it's just it just kind of seems like a long cold month, you know. Right. But um, well, but it is. Sh- it's actually the shortest month of the year, though, Junior. I know, but it just know? feels long yeah. because it's so cold. <laughs> the days are long. That's right. Um, but February first is National Freedom Day. I think some of it goes to you know it's um, Black History Month, okay. and um, it, we remember um, the freedom from sla- you know abolition of yeah. of slavery. Though yep. that's Juneteenth as well, so I'm not sure right. uh, what the if there's a difference between the two. I will say you know as believers, and, and that is something to recognize, of course. Mm-hmm. But as believers, it is also good for us to remember what God has taken us out of. Yeah, and that and that's what God does throughout the Old Testament. I am the God who brought you out of Egypt, and He is the God who has brought you out of your story. Mm-hmm. And so it is sometimes good not to reflect in shame, but just to reflect on where God has brought you from mm-hmm. as to where you're at today. And you can live in that gratefulness because as we go on online, social media, we're always measuring ourselves against other people's highlights in their life and kind of get us down sometimes, especially in a month like February. But it is so good to look back on what God has done in our life. The freedom we have as opposed to the enslavement to sin. That's yeah, right. that, that, this, that'd be something to focus on throughout this day. And I trust you do that. All right. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Weekend begins tomorrow. So Friday, we got our final day of Between the Lines until the weekend. That's right. Um, So we'll we'll see see you tomorrow. God bless. 